0: This is your host, Michelle, and you're listening to Old TV with a New Twist. Let's see what classic television show we're watching and talking about this week. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip That started from this topic boy. a this tiny ship The mate was a mighty sailing man, skipper brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day for a three hour tour. A three hour tour. The weather started getting rough the tiny ship was tossed If not for the courage of a fearless crew, the middle would be lost. The middle would be lost. The ship set ground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With we'll Gilligan, the skipper, too. A millionaire. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 33 of Old TV with a new twist. Today we are going to be talking about the classic sitcom Gilligan's Island as requested by Gabby. And Gabby happens to be one of the best friends of my co-host today. And this co-host, she's here for her eighth time. (laughs) Ooh-wee. Your eighth time. Welcome back, my daughter, Eden. Welcome, Eden. How are you? I'm doing great. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Excited to talk about this show? Excited. Yeah. Yeah. Gilligan's Island. I don't know if there's anybody out there who hasn't heard of Gilligan's Island. It's one of those shows. That's just iconic. Yeah, we were talking about (laughs) it last night
1: when I was watching the episode. And Gino and I, he was like, have you ever seen this? He was like, you haven't seen this? And I was like, ah, I don't know if I've seen a full episode. I mean, everybody knows what it is. Like, he knew what it was. I knew what it was. But I didn't,
0: I don't think I've seen a full episode. So this was my first time. Okay, well, good. Um, We're going to just do some stats. Gilligan's Island ran for three seasons. That's
1: it. That's it. So that was, uh, we had that question when we were watching it. We didn't look it up because
0: I knew you tell me that on the podcast. So I didn't want to look anything up. It ran from 1964 to 1967, 99 episodes. And that's it. That's not much. So that makes sense. And it doesn't. To
1: me, it seems like it would be way longer than three seasons. But we're going to talk about this a lot. As I
0: was watching it, I was like, you can't get much out of this. Right. They're on an island. Yeah. The, The show premise is very simple. Seven people who set out for a three-hour cruise or stranded on an uncharted island following a torrential rainstorm. And to to
1: talk about the seven people, Mm -hmm. I wrote down the names because I wanted to clarify. Okay. Gilligan. Is he ever called any other name?
0: Gilligan Gilligan is is. his last name. Oh. His first name is Willie. Willie Gilligan? Willie Gilligan is his name. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's rough. And And Skipper? Skipper's name is Jonas Grumby. Well, Millionaire, I know, is Thurston Howell III. Correct. And Lovey. Lovey's name is Eunice Wentworth Howell. Okay. Professor? His name is Roy Hinckley Jr. Okay. I feel like I've heard that. Yeah. Ginger, the movie star. Right. Is Ginger Grant. But she, her name is based on Ginger Rogers and Cary Grant, the two actors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's neat. And Marianne's just Marianne. Marianne. She doesn't have a last <laughs> name? She does. I don't have that. You didn't write it down? I didn't write that down. I knew all the other ones but hers. Dang. First of all, the creator of the show mm-hmm. is Sherwood Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize that, My name? guy. Yep. <laughs> what else did he do? Brady Bunch. Yes. He pitched this show to CBS many, many times over the years. Mm-hmm. And they kept telling him no understandably so. (laughs) Right. I mean, if I worked at CBS, I'd say no, too. They thought it was going to be a huge failure. Right. And then finally, he was so persistent that they gave him the green light to go ahead and film a pilot. This was after Brady Bunch? Oh, this is before. Before. Brady Bunch didn't start till 69. They filmed the pilot in 63.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So he didn't really have any street cred yet.
0: No. But anyway, so they said, go ahead and do a pilot. So they did the the pilot, and CBS reluctantly picked it up. And during the run of the first season, the critics' reviews were abysmal. <laughs> they were horrible. Yeah. Wait, I have I have one here that I want to read to you real quick. It This is actually in Sherwood Schwartz's book. The critic from the San Diego Union uh, newspaper said, The nonsense that transpires on Gilligan's Island may stir up some laughter if you're a child or drunk. <laughs> Or slightly weak in the head. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, and that's the kind of review it got from all the critics. However, mm. with the TV audiences, it was a huge hit. And CBS had to just scratch their head and say, all right, roll with it. Right. You know, we're going to let you go. So... It went on to pretty big success. It's one of those shows that I think has been rerun Mm -hmm. and been in syndication over and over and over and over and over again.
1: I think that's also why I was surprised that there was only three seasons. That you just, you you look back and you think, oh, that had to last forever.
0: And networks, if they don't like a show, they move it around the schedule. Like they'll move it from Monday night at seven o'clock to Thursday night at eight o'clock. And they keep moving it around so people can't find it. So the ratings go down and they have a reason to cancel it. Every place they moved this, it won number one in that time slot. Wow. And it was number one in its time slot when CBS canceled it. They had renewed it for Mm -hmm. a fourth season. And it had that one and another sitcom that was going to take the one hour slot that Gunsmoke was in. Mm -hmm. And Gunsmoke was canceled. Well, Bill Paley, who was head of CBS, his wife found out about this and it was her favorite show. I don't know what she did, but (laughs) she's like, uh, and he said, okay, canceled Gilligan and the other show and put Gunsmoke back on the air and Gunsmoke ran for another eight seasons. Wow. But Gilligan's Island was still doing well and got canceled. Right. Because this woman liked Gunsmoke. So just hmm. think of, you know, what we would have had. But anyway, yeah. But well, what we're saying is it 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 did become a classic in spite of itself. The question is why? Because I'm watching this episode and it's goofy, 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 slapsticky, goofy. goofy. I,
1: I literally wrote the word slapsticky, slapsticky. too slapsticky. There were times Gino and I just looked at each other and we were like, oh, God,
0: jeez, Why yeah. is this such a classic? But I, But
1: I can see because there were funny parts. For me, this one's confusing because I
0: feel like it was funny. I don't know. I don't know okay, how you're to describe not a, it. You're not a child. Were you drunk? No, I was not. <laughs> or you're a little touched in the head. <laughs> I am not. I don't think so. So we don't understand why you like it, according to the critics.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I loved it. Like, I don't think it, it's my favorite show that I've watched for the podcast yet. But it was, it was definitely along the lines of, like, a guilty pleasure. Like, you were watching it, and you're like, this is so stupid. Like, right. why do I think it's funny? Okay, well, we'll get it into was. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh.
0: okay. Um, We watched... Season three, episode 15, called Gilligan Goes Gung-Ho, which aired on December 26th, 1966, the day after Christmas. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it starts uh, iconic. We use that word on yeah. this show so many times. Um, the iconic theme song. Right. Written by Sherwood Schwartz himself. hmm He also wrote the theme to the Brady Bunch Mm -hmm. because what he likes to do in his shows is in the opening, he likes to tell you the story. It's perfect. Of what you're watching. Yep. And he does it with the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And he does it with this.
1: And it really is perfect, especially for a very casual viewer like myself. I got the whole gist. I knew what was going on. You knew exactly what happened. Yeah. I know exactly Mm -hmm. how they got there.
0: Who's there? It was nice. Yeah. Who's there? I got an introduction. It was nice. A little trivia about the theme song. It was the winner of the 2013 Yahoo TV's Best TV Theme Song Ever award. Hmm. And it beat out Cheers, which I don't know came if in I agree second place. That. What do you think's the best TV theme song ever? The Brady Bunch. Oh, are you serious? Or Friends? Friends. I don't think
1: it's Gilligan's Island.
0: I don't know. Friends is that? Uh, yeah, I guess.
1: Friends um, is like a like a real song. You could it was, like jam to it. Yeah all the time if you want to I jam to the Brady Bunch song. Yeah, Brady Bunch would be number 1 <laughs> for
0: sure. Okay, so here we go. We're going into the episode. We, very shortly, in the first 2 minutes of this, we meet all the characters, which mm-hmm. is cool. Oh, mm-hmm. you're shaking your head. What, uh, <laughs> what is that? We, we
1: were not off to a good start with the beginning of this episode. The very first thing I wrote was Is Gilligan dumb? Yes. I didn't know. Like well and and this is True to your podcast, someone who knows nothing about the show. I was like, is he going to be dumb this whole time? Oh, my
0: gosh. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he is. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't even so, know how to say so how so dumb he is. So the episode
1: opens with Gilligan witnessing what he thinks is Ginger shooting the professor. Yes he but they're clearly rehearsing for something rehearsing i don't know what is their big play happening on the (laughs)
0: island soon broadway right Right. you take a left at the next palm tree and you're on broadway (laughs) yeah i don't
1: know i don't know what they were rehearsing for but they were rehearsing a play gilligan thinks that ginger has shot the professor dead
0: yeah because her and marianne were fighting over him
1: right as if this would this wouldn't be something he already knew that they were like in a love triangle. Right. Because there's only seven people on the Island. So yeah, that's, that's what prompted the first comment is Gilligan dumb because I'm like, this could just have easily been avoided. But again, I say this every podcast, we wouldn't have a show. We We wouldn't, wouldn't we wouldn't be here talking about it. If Gilligan would just would
0: have (laughs) said, you know what? I don't think ginger really shot him. So, um, he sees this and he immediately goes running, calling for the police. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. three years and he doesn't know that there's no police there's on the island No islands. police on this
0: island he's running for the police he runs over the deck chairs of um mr and mrs howell mm-hmm. thurston howell the third and his wife lovey um he's decked out in golf clothes mm-hmm. and she is uh doing a great imitation of barbara bush she's got the three strands of pearls <laughs> yes. she's all dressed gloves. up gloves everything now did i mention they were took a three hour tour mm-hmm. in a, on a boat mm-hmm. I thought I wondered how much luggage they all brought. Well,
1: that we see a lot of props. (laughs) There's so many props and you're going to have to excuse me for the listeners at home. But I wrote down just about every single prop they used that shouldn't be on an island. Right. First of all, the gun. Who brought a gun? (laughs) Who brought a gun? Which I want to know which one of the seven were going on a three hour tour and brought a gun. There are a lot of things that were there, but a lot of the things were made out of bamboo or leaves. Or like, you have to suspend reality enough to think that they made a whole house out of bamboo and leaves, and that's fine. But she wasn't making a pistol <laughs> yeah. out of bamboo, so I had a lot of questions about where they got all this I think their little stuff. huts are very cute, very cute. Yeah, very unrealistic. Um, but anyway, yes, but the howls, that- I don't know how many how many outfits they wear on the show. Oh my but gosh, is
0: yeah the way they were decked was a lot unbelievable she's going to show up later um, dressed as Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother (laughs) so so we'll discuss but that is one of the biggest questions I think that this series has generated through the years is if they were going on a three hour tour why do they have so many changes of clothes now not necessarily the Professor Skipper and Gilligan Mm -hmm. wear the same thing correct throughout Yeah, Um, Ginger I think has maybe two or three different evening gowns that she took on her (laughs) Took with her on this cruise. And
1: Marianne doesn't wear much clothes at all.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Marianne has three bras and two panties. (laughs) (laughs) Slut. So he's going to find Skipper to tell him all about the apparent murder he has just witnessed on the island. But Skipper has found some phosphorescent rocks. Mm-hmm. that glow in the dark, because that what, that's what phosphorescent rocks do. <laughs> and they're going to use it to spell out an SOS so that passing planes can see them you know, in the dark. So they could be rescued. Again, this is a very
1: strange setup to me. <laughs> I'm like, three years in, we're just finding the rocks? Like, how long we've been here? It's a big island, I guess. And we haven't just thought to spell out SOS yeah. with regular rocks? <laughs> Because not many times they're looking for deserted, stranded
0: people at night. They have spelled out SOS several times, and Gilligan has always sabotaged it. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing.
0: <laughs> Spoiler alert. Not that that's going to happen <laughs> <Right>. here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So they head back to the hut. Mm-hmm. Gilligan's like, wait, wh-? I mean, Gilligan tells Skipper, Skipper, and he's like, wait, what? They, mm-hmm. She sh- you know, she shot the... Pr- let's go back. So they go back and when they stick their head in they see Ginger and Marianne cleaning up a bloody hankle drink.
1: Hankle drink. drink.
0: Yep. <laughs> bloody hankle drink. Hey you guys, I have a handwriting that's kind of um messy, disastrous, <laughs> awful. Okay. Atrocious. <laughs> Thank you, Ee. <Eden. laughs> it's bad, guys. <laughs> and whenever I write something, they take great pleasure in making fun of it. And one time I had a note to buy my husband some handkerchiefs. And my daughter's like, what is this, hankle drinks? What is a hankel drink? (laughs) Anyway, Ginger and Marianne are cleaning up Professor's handkerchief that he used when he bumped his nose and his nose was bleeding. And in the meantime, Professor Gets up off the table Mm because they see him laying there and they think he's dead. You get the whole taps music playing, Mm -hmm. like you know, he's laying, he's laid out. He gets up off the table. Ginger explains, We were rehearsing this play, yada, yada, yada. We get
1: one of, not one of, my favorite line in the whole show. And I don't know if you want me to say it yet. Go ahead. This was my lol moment. Oh, wow. Yeah. What? When Gilligan says, You shouldn't be walking around dead, it could be fatal. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was so funny. That was funny that was the first point because the rest of it had been so silly that was the first point where i was like okay well at least they're gonna have funny jokes
0: yeah and it's not just gonna
1: be stupidity thank you
0: for that because i had actually forgotten that there was in fact a funny line in this <laughs> show <laughs> there was i thought it was all just silliness there was a lot of funny lines okay please point them out because okay. I, I. it's just so silly okay yeah. so the Howells ask gilligan you know why you acting a fool and looking for a cop and the professor explains to them what happened and he's like but look Mr. Mrs. Howell don't worry about it we have no need for the long arm of the law here
1: right obviously we've done obvious for three years yeah he's
0: stating the obvious and once again Lovey mentions should she hide all her furs once again (laughs) how many furs are there Lovey how many furs did you take on this three hour cruise? <laughs> and of course, Thurston says, where would he need to hide all his money? And he pulls out wads of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was going to tip heavily on this three hour tour. Yes, he was. <laughs> Cause he's got a lot of cash on him, but we just need to suspend belief about all that, about why they have all these possessions with them. But the professor stresses, there's no crime of any kind on the island, but this prompts the men to meet as misogynists or want to do let's leave the women out totally all they do Um, is cook the dinner they just cook and the men decide maybe we do need a little law and order for Mm -hmm. some ridiculous reason i think they could all very well
1: just look at each other and say we've been fine for three years what we saw earlier was just a little misunderstanding play rehearsal ridiculous don't think we need the law but here we are (laughs) here we are
0: Okay, so in this meeting, the men decide they're going to elect a sheriff, as it were. Someone to keep law and order on the island. Mm-hmm. And, of course, everybody wants, you know, Gilligan wants it, you know, uh, <laughs> all these people want it. But they decide on Skipper,
1: mm-hmm. which I think was was a good choice. Even though Thurston Howell III was trained in karate. Oh, yeah, he looks tough. <laughs> yeah, he tried to karate chop uh, <laughs> Skipper. And that was another one of my favorite lines karate pinky <laughs> So
0: yeah it's it's skipper skipper's the sheriff new sheriff in town so it just so happens that he had a book on the island with him titled criminal law mm-hmm. so he took it with him on a three-hour tour oh, wait mm-hmm. we abandoned that didn't we mm-hmm.
1: book question mark <laughs> is written down here
0: why whistle
1: question mark <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. maybe i can see whistle on a boat if just in case book about the law Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. And, of course, Gilligan is the deputy. Skipper tells Gilligan that he needs to memorize all the criminal laws now that, for no reason at all, they've decided <laughs> that they are in this hotbed of illegal activity. That's exactly what I was going to say. For absolutely no reason, you need
1: to <laughs> memorize all these laws. Eden, I, uh... It's, it's one of those shows where you have to just suspend all reality. All and, reality. And that's where the review comes in. The review was perfect because you it, it it's almost like you have to view it childlike. We need to
0: dumb ourselves down yeah. a lot. You <laughs> have
1: to view it as if you're a child and that's it. Yeah. That's the only way we'll get there.
0: But, yeah. you know, and also I have to say this, Eden, because our regular, our regular listeners know this about you and I. Mm-hmm is that we disagree about every show we do, except this one. We're we're pretty in line on this one. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. It feels good. Mm -hmm. The gods are smiling on us because they know we've had a very difficult (laughs) evening thus far trying to kill a wasp,
1: a giant wasp,
0: a big old wasp (laughs) that was in this house that we heroically tried to kill. Right. With the broom. (laughs) Yeah. The broom. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Gilligan, of course, is being ridiculous, and he's directing traffic at a crosswalk (laughs) on the island. He's very Barney Fife. Mm -hmm. Very. Meanwhile, the fluorescent rock story is still happening. Sure is. Take it, Eden. I got to pick up my book off the floor. (laughs) She done dropped her book. (laughs) Professor has examined them in his bamboo laboratory Mm -hmm. (laughs) and has discovered that the phosphorescent rocks can help them they do glow in the dark at night Mm -hmm. okay so they got to find more of those and they're going to be on their way and they're going to be rescued soon Mm -hmm. and meanwhile somewhere overhead what's happening
1: there is an airplane which i have a lot of questions about
0: (laughs) All about this so airplane. Who's on it? What's their mission? What's going on, Eden? I mean,
1: I, I know that the airplane is looking for. There stranded have been people.
0: reports that there were people stranded on an on a deserted island,
1: and so we're we're thinking we're going to get these rocks, and this is going to be the moment.
0: Yeah, because they're on their way. They're getting the rocks. They're gonna get rescued. The only thing that troubled me is there were two men on this plane, and one of them's like, "Yeah, we got to look at these islands," and the other one's like, eh, "I don't feel like it." He didn't seem interested at <laughs> yeah. all that maybe people's lives need to be saved here. Yeah.
1: Well, he was like, "We we might run out of gas." I'm like, "This is your job. This is why you're out here, is it not?"
0: Yeah. We've got reports that there are people stranded, but I don't yeah. feel like it. Yeah. Pilot says, "Eh." You've seen one ocean. You've seen them all. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm never missing and these guys are looking right, for me. Right. You're like, it is your job. So back on the island, what happens to Mr. Howell?
1: That's a good question. What
0: happens next in your notes?
1: Well, I didn't, I kind of have a space here. Oh.
0: <laughs> I kind
1: of just got caught up watching, but no, Professor and Skipper go to look for the rocks. They're going correct? to find the phosphorescent so rocks. Skipper yes. leaves. Gilligan in charge big mistake of the rest of them which is just the Howells and the two girls
0: this makes Skipper as stupid as Gilligan
1: right so oh so Thurston Howell third takes Skipper's binoculars right and I guess he didn't ask which theoretically even if you're on an island with just seven people you should ask to use someone's binoculars right but it seems like they may have become a family at this point so I don't really think He deserves to be arrested. Was he bird watching? What was he doing? Bird watching. Bird watching. He said. And Killigan told him he couldn't use the binoculars because he didn't ask. And he said, okay, we'll just look for larger birds.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a funny show. That's a matter of opinion. (laughs) It's a silly show. I'll give it that. Gilligan says, well, you're under arrest. So Mr. Howell once again pulls out that wad of cash and mm-hmm. tries to bribe him. So now he's arrested for uh, thievery and bribery. He's even more under arrest. He's <laughs> and he is thrown into jail, which is a cave with bars built out of bamboo.
1: They fashioned this very rapidly.
0: <laughs> so then he's in jail. And the next thing, this is where Mrs. Howell is dressed as Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. Mm-hmm. And she's standing at the door to the jail crying. Mm-hmm. Because her husband is in jail. Anyway. All right. Marianne and Ginger are preparing dinner. Mm-hmm. Soup. Soup over an open fire. But what?
1: They get arrested. <laughs> Why? They get arrested. I don't remember. Because their fire is too, too close. Too close to the hut. To the hut. Too close to the hut. They said, we put it here all the time. We've always cooked here. And then... Gilligan grabs Ginger and says, "You're under arrest." And then Marianne starts fighting with him, and so now they're both under arrest.
0: Yep. And they are thrown into the clink with Mister Howell, mm-hmm. where we, he informs them, though, that Mrs. Howell is baking him a cake mm-hmm. with a file in it. Bake a cake? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> where are we baking this cake? They bake coconut cream pies all the time. Where are on we the getting island?
1: the flour? Where are we getting the eggs? The chocolate there
0: cake. Hens and chickens on this. <laughs> That chocolate cake looked like it came, you know, right out of a, a bake shop.
1: Looked amazing. Yeah, looked amazing. Watched this before bed last night. And I said that looks good. <laughs> it does not look like it was made on an island.
0: No, were you hungry? I was kind of hungry too. Yeah. Wait, I said that, that looks chocolate cake- good, and
1: yeah. I immediately wrote down
0: bake the cake. Would you say on an island? <laughs> Where's the oven? You know how long it would take to bake a cake over an open flame? Well, actually, I watched. How would you do Frontier House. There's a way to cook using a Dutch oven and you put the coals on the bottom and the top, and it bakes, and it rises bread and everything.
1: Still doesn't sound like it would look like this Betty Crocker of deliciousness no, that we were no, no, served no. on the TV show. No,
0: no, so. no. Uh, it's... But Gilligan decides to bite into the cake, and he discovers the file. So now Mrs. Howell is locked up, too.
1: File, question mark?
0: <laughs> a nail file?
1: It was not a nail file. <laughs> it was like a big thick construction file <laughs> that we brought on a three-hour tour. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on.
0: Anyway, Gilligan winds up locking everybody up. Skipper and Professor come back and they come back with all the phosphorescent rocks they need to spell mm-hmm. out SOS, so that this pilot who's not looking for them can find them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the professor
1: was saying that there was a streak of the rocks in like a in like a cave or something, and he had to blow up the cave to get the rocks. LOL well, question mark. <laughs> and that's why he got locked up he made explosives and then i really don't remember why skipper got locked up but i'm sure it was something stupid
0: your notes are highly punctuated with question marks so, this time so many questions <laughs> watching the show yeah whatever whatever <laughs> okay
1: i have already decided to suspend reality
0: yeah but we decided that like 15 minutes ago but we we still I can't talking
1: stop <laughs> i can't stop
0: so anyways they're like- all
1: yeah they're all pushed up
0: against the door at this point they're trying to break out trying to break out yeah and they can't they can't break no. through bamboo tied up with hemp rope yet so they're all trying to convince Gilligan to let them out but then in a ridiculous twist here in the story Gilligan oh winds up gosh. locking himself in there with them and throwing the key out of the out of the door
1: yeah and you miss one of the most ridiculous parts of all what? how he does that because they decide the best way to get out of this makeshift jail made of bamboo and string (laughs) is to act out a movie scene and hope that Gilligan falls for their act. Gilligan's seen the movie and that's how he locks himself into the, right.
0: He says, Oh, I saw that. And this is what happens. And he gets in and he throws the key away. They're all like, you threw the key away. Right. So they're all in the cave, all Mm -hmm. seven of them, just as the plane is flying overhead. Mm -hmm. And of course, the phosphorescent rocks are not set up Mm -hmm. with their SOS message because they were all busy messing with Gilligan's foolishness to have time to set up the rocks. Yep. And this will not be the first time or the last time that Gilligan messes up their chance for rescue. So this was one of the big
1: questions I had about this episode and show in general. I put that at the very end. Do they almost get rescued every episode?
0: Not every episode, but there were many, many episodes where they have an opportunity to be rescued and Gilligan
1: messes messes it up. up. Okay. How long are people going to look on this island? I feel like one look and done. Like, oh, nope, we don't see anybody here. We don't have to come back here again. But how do they keep coming back and keep missing them? Also, are they really looking that good? Because I feel like you could, I mean, they, they built mansions. Out of right. huts, they had a flame, an open right. flame cooking the soup. I mean, no, there's no phosphorescent rocks out there, but you got to be able to tell that, yeah, the island's been disturbed. But anyway,
0: yeah. Again, suspend reality. So that is kind of the episode. So there is a very, very important discussion we have to have. Mm-hmm. We uh, mm-hmm. have included our husbands in this, a question that has been debated throughout time. I'm very curious to hear you and Dad. Ginger answers. or Marianne,
1: which one? And apparently, Mom and Dad agree, and Gino and I agree, but we don't know each other's answers.
0: Yes, since you're the guest, you go first. What say you and your husband, Gino?
1: Gino and I say Marianne. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, didn't even have to think hard. I didn't even have to think about it. Tell me why. Gino said she looks more current to what girls look like now. Ginger looks kind of old timey, actressy.
0: I think she was meant to look a little Marilyn. Yeah, like Hollywoody. Yeah. yeah,
1: but yeah, I would agree. Marianne's more current in what girls look like now. She's tan, pretty, brown hair, sweet. Yeah, yeah. just cute, cute yeah. little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, Dad and I both like Marianne. Okay, yeah. And Dad said it's because Ginger is a little too obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Um, Ginger's too into herself, and Dad says. And she's not even the more attractive of the two. She's not. So she has no reason to be that way. And that Marianne's just very sweet and down to earth. And what guy wouldn't want that? And Marianne
1: is played by Dawn Wells. And I don't know if anyone listening to the podcast has watched the show Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. But it's about people on the spectrum who are trying to find a date. And one of my favorite cast members loves dawn wells and he gets to meet her at like a comic-con
0: and it's so sweet and he loves dawn Wells. oh do you know she just passed away of covid oh no when she was like 82 just like a couple months ago oh no you know what i think i did
1: think that and i turned to gino and i said michael would be so depressed
0: because he's the one who loves her but he did get to meet her so and so with the passing away of dawn wells that leaves ginger okay tina louise the actress who played her as the last living cast member oh really yeah
1: how when did the professor die? He's kind of a babe. Uh,
0: that's <laughs> yeah. what we should ask. We Who's didn't
1: the... get professor or skipper. Who's the better looking man on the? I think that's it's the professor. It's sort of obvious. I don't think there's a question. <laughs> yeah, I think the professor wins. But I who am I marrying? Thurston Howell III.
0: <laughs> Pretty tell why.
1: Dallasans. <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> no, he's my favorite character, but we'll get to that.
0: Okay. All right, so let's talk Humameter, Eden, on the scale of one to 10.
1: I gave it a six across the board. I'm making
0: a face, everybody. Go (laughs) ahead.
1: I think in the jokes, the jokes were funny. Karate Pinky, loved it. Can't be walking around dead. It could be fatal. Loved it. I thought the parts where they were trying to be funny with their physical comedy was too much. Yeah, There's a part where, Skipper and Gilligan are both fighting to get out of the door. It's a door plenty wide enough for both of them. And they're both just running into it and hitting each other and they're switching hats. And I'm just like, okay, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Like, and I don't like that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's very slapsticky. It's very nonsense. You got to be a kid to think it's funny. You know, like on shows when the eyes pop out and it's like, yeah, (laughs) it's like a lot of that.
0: It's like a cartoon you're watching almost. It's a lot of that. Yeah. I gave it a three on humor. Yeah. Wow. Um, too predictable and too slapstick, and there mm-hmm. were a couple of funny lines, mm-hmm. but it was not enough to elevate it on mm-hmm. the humor scale in my in my book. Um, watchability meter: like, did it make you and Gino want to watch any more episodes of this? Absolutely not. No,
1: no, <laughs> not a single one. Um, I, I mean, I I kind of gave it a higher rating than what that reaction said. I gave it a four and a half. It's hard because. I only watch one or two episodes of these when I do the podcast. And so it sparks my curiosity to see another episode, maybe from a different season or from a later season or an earlier season. But with this one, I truly, I feel like with most shows, I say like, Oh, I'd like to watch a couple more episodes of that." this one. I was like, eh, it, right. the episode I watched wasn't terrible, but it left me with no desire.
0: I put four just for nostalgia reasons, mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I, I did watch it when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, when it used to be in reruns after school in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I'd put it on, yeah. you know, when I came in from school, it's a light
1: show. It is. Yeah. It's nice watching it. I, maybe that's why I gave it a four and a half. Cause watching it, I mean, it's nice. It's easy, but again, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Because it's like, well, where'd you get the gun? Yeah. Well, where'd you get the oven? Yeah. Well, where'd you get that dress? It starts to, if you if you start nitpicking,
0: you, right. it becomes less watchable. And let me just, without stating our ages, say, you, you and I are not the age I was when I was, when I initially watched it, I was like nine years old mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming in from school, nine, 10 years old, doing my homework, putting it on. I didn't question those things. Right. So to me.
1: Which means it had to be made for children.
0: <laughs> okay, Eden. Favorite character or characters? Please tell me who it is and why. Easy peasy.
1: You know who my favorite
0: is? Professor
1: because he's hot? No, but he is hot. Thurston Howell because he's rich. Thurston. I loved him. I loved him not only because he's rich, though that helps. Um, I love his little name. I love the way he dresses. I love the way he talks. I love how oblivious he is to the fact that he's stranded on an island. <laughs> he's got pockets full of money. Um, I just loved him. I thought he was funny, but he wasn't rude. Loved Thurston Howell. I would watch a spinoff with Thurston Howell. I liked him a
0: lot. Okay. hmm Loved him. All right. Mine is The Professor.
1: Because he's
0: hot not necessarily he's the best looking man on a show but kind of because he's the, he seems like he's got a little bit of a brain he's not go- mm-hmm. he's not goofy and he don't do the slapstick and the mm-hmm. goofiness he's the smart one i gravitate to men with brains yes of course <laughs> i gravitate to men with money <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah and uh, ironically least favorite character is gilligan <laughs>
0: But again, we wouldn't have a show if it weren't for Gilligan. This is probably well known to people who are old TV aficionados like myself. Mm-hmm. But when Tina Louise, the girl who played Ginger, came on the set, she was upset because she was led to believe that the premise of the show was a movie star gets stranded on an island with six other people. Uh. Like central, She's the central character. And she went to Sherwood Schwartz and was complaining, like, I'm supposed to be the star of this show. Mm. And he said, you know, the title of the show is Gilligan's Island. That might have given you a clue right. <laughs> that it's not built around you. <laughs> but she was upset but about that.
1: That's funny, though. And I feel like it helps with characterization because she is a movie star and she thinks it's all about her. All about so she her. she shows
0: up and she's like,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel Here like I that am. translated
0: well into the show. It did. Favorite moment or LOL moment? I think you already told us.
1: Yeah, I think I like when he says, you should be walking around dead. It could be fatal. <laughs> it
0: okay. was just the
1: first moment where I was like, okay, maybe the show won't be that bad. Because up until that point, it was not looking good.
0: I, I didn't have a favorite moment. <laughs> yeah. I-, I, It was hard to... Pick which one was the least terrible. Yeah, I mean anything with Thurston was good, but yeah, I mean not yeah. not not many moments stood out. And you know what? What you said about the Howells is so true that they were oblivious that they were on an island. Oblivious. Yeah, they oh, were goodness. ordering drinks, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sitting in their chaise lounges, sipping their drinks yeah. with their umbrellas, mm-hmm. and uh completely oblivious. Y- yeah, you're right. Now, Mom's useless trivia: the original pilot was filmed in 1963 they filmed it in Hawaii and while they were filming it John F. Kennedy was killed they got the news and they shut down production that day Um, but when the pilot was filmed it had three different actors playing parts there was a different professor okay and the two women were called Ginger and Bunny and they were both secretaries they were played by different actresses and (sighs) Golly, that speaks to the times. And so Ginger and Bunny, the
1: secretaries, the
0: secretaries. Lord. And so that pilot was remade with the new characters. Mm-hmm. And that original pilot got put in a vault somewhere and was never shown until 1992. Wow. Yeah. Where was it shown? On television. Oh, they played it. Yeah. Uh, the actress who played Mrs. Howell is actually 13 years older than the act- actor who played her husband. Hmm. I could tell. I think he definitely looked younger. There were two Saturday morning spinoffs, cartoon spinoffs, the new adventures of Gilligan's Island, which ran for a little while. I remember watching that on Saturday mornings. And then there was a a space one called uh, Gilligan's planet where they went to another planet. That one only lasted one season. It was That sounds awful. It was awful. It was awful. Um, Here's a little fact of the entire Gilligan's Island cast. The Professor, played by Russell Johnson, was the only one to not appear as a guest star on The Love Boat. Hmm. And I always (laughs) keep the most interesting fact for last. The Professor's button-down shirt that Mm -hmm. he wears in every episode was washed 866 times and never lost a button. (laughs) (laughs) Who reported that? Costuming? According to Sherwood Schwartz's book, it was the amazing button-down shirt, they called it. They shouldn't have washed it. Well, yeah, I don't
1: know. Well, I mean, I guess they wash stuff on Ireland. Yeah.
0: Now, the last thing we need to discuss, and we almost did the podcast about this, 15 years after the premiere of this show, so that was in 1978 sherwood schwartz went to cbs and of course they said yes to this Mm -hmm. the rescue from gilligan's island they finally got off the island 15 years later so they don't get rescued on the show they do not get rescued on the show and they kept it they kept the timeline right because it was 15 years later Mm -hmm. and they said we've been on the island for 15 years when Mm -hmm. they got rescued i love the rescue from gilligan's island is it all the same actors everybody but tina louise the one who played ginger It's it's right up there with like Brady Bunch Christmas because it Mm -hmm. reunites the cast. Get to see them all again. Yeah, see how they get rescued. So they made that in 1978. Then in 1979, they did another movie called Castaways on Gilligan's Island, where after they were rescued, they come back to the island. Mister Howell opens a resort, and they all work there, and it's called the Castaways Resort. Mm. And they're gonna that, and they all decide to go back and live on the island because they rathered it there. The last movie, which was an absolute piece of crap, was called The Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. It was made in 1981. (laughs) It was awful. It's The Harlem Globetrotters? The Harlem Globetrotters. And it's the rest of the real cast? And it's the rest of the cast, except for Ginger. The (laughs) same girl plays Ginger. But here's something interesting. The Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island was not supposed to be The Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. It was supposed to be the Dallas Cowboys (sighs) Cheerleaders on Gilligan's Island. Ah! And for some reason that didn't go through, and they got the Harlem Globe TV to do special it. or movie. It was a movie. It wasn't mm, at the yes. theater. It was a right. TV movie. And as bad as the Harlem Globe on Gilligan's Island were, I I was there watching it, mm-hmm, you know, because mm-hmm. just to see what was going on. But that was the last one, actually. I think the actor who played Thurston Howell the Third, your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He he died shortly thereafter. He was Sick. he was not really in it that much. So even I'm so, so, so you like Thurston Howell the best. Now you, when we did Family Affair, you had a little crush on Uncle Bill. So if you had to pick Uncle Bill or Thurston, who would you pick? Because because uh, because uh, Uncle Bill was kind of well off with the money, also. Yeah, I'm thinking Thurston. <gasps> yeah, you
1: like the older do. man, do you? I do. Yeah, <laughs> All right. I like Thurston. I just think he's funny. The only funny thing about this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so that's it for Gilligan's I would, Island.
1: I would love to come back to the podcast and watch the rescue movie.
0: Okay, we will do that. We will yeah. come back and do that. Um,
1: Because we'll- I don't want
0: to watch any more episodes, <laughs> but
1: I'll watch the movie and see how they get out.
0: We will come back and do that, and we hope you all join us for that. We hope you've enjoyed this. We hope we haven't criticized it too much. Mm-hmm. But let me say this. You know, we have criticized it and said how goofy it was and silly it was. But still it's a little enjoyable. A little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for the nostalgia for me. And I did sit here and say how goofy it was, but I also said I came home and watched it every day after school. So I was a goofy kid, I did like it. (laughs) It's nostalgic, it's a pizza history, it's classic Mm -hmm. television, which I'll take classic TV over some of the stuff that's on today any day, Mm -hmm. which is why I do this podcast, to (laughs) keep it alive, keep it out there. So Eden, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I know you'll come back again. Ah, uh, you know. Because you don't tell me no. No, <laughs> I don't. I love you. For and that. you served me dinner. And I and I cooked your dinner. <laughs> so um, we did not mention Seinfeld. So instead of saying goodbye, what are we gonna say, Eden? Seinfeld! Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> this is Michelle, and thank you for joining us for this episode of Old TV with a new twist. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your Apple Podcast app, and join our Facebook group, Old TV with a New Twist podcast group, and tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about, and we'll keep you informed of what's to come. We'll be back next month with a whole new episode of Old TV with a New Twist.